Blog Talk Radio. everybody welcome to our show the new and christian makers like hour we are here to take your calls this morning and to have a lovely conversation with one another how does that sound neil well don't feel oh great oh, i'm so thrilled um opening up the chat and want to let everybody know how to reach us today 914-338-0164 is our number as always so that is how to get a hold of us. We do have a caller in the queue, and I also need to finish posting to our other pages on social media, which we invite you to follow us on. So Facebook, um, our Blog Talk Radio, our Blog Talk Radio page has the link to our Facebook pages where you may follow us, and you may also follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter. We hope that you do. Okay, so. 706 is on the air. Caller, are you there? Hey. I am. Hi. Hey, how are you all today? Hey. Hi. Doing fine. Who's this? What's your name? name This is Sophia. 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 Sophia, how are you? Hello. Hi, Sophia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. So we spoke with you, like, gosh, over the summer. Um, last. Well, a couple of months ago. Yeah, not a couple, yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, about your, we had a private reading. Yeah. Exactly, about your project. And, and so, first of all, remind us of your birth date, please. 11. Will you cut your? We're having a bad internet connection. Um, you're cutting out, Sophia. Eleven twenty-five seventy-two. Yeah, the internet is you're real garbled, but we got it. Uh, Eleven twenty-five seventy-two five six seven eight nine nineteen twenty twenty-one. Twenty-eight ten. Well, ten one rather. Twenty-eight ten one. You do that too. Did you, um, did you get it eleven twenty five seventy two? Is that better? Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting because when you called, I just want to say, give some impressions of what I was seeing. I did not know who was on the air. I was seeing like uh-huh. open space, green grass, like orchards, tire swing, just country, beautiful setting. 
now <laughs> we have you in the air. And I know that you I know that you're trying to have events for women and the setting that you want is somewhat similar. It's very much that, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, not why I'm calling today, but that's amazing. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So go ahead and let us know why you, we won't linger on that. We'll let us know why you're calling. Um, well actually I had something else in mind for today, but um okay. I changed it because of because of uh, a dream I had recently, and I know dreams don't really mean anything always, but um, I, I would like to share it and just see what impressions you guys get. Okay. Um, and, and if there's anything else that comes through, I'm open to that as well. Sure. Um, the dream I had was my grandparents, um, as you both know, me and my mom live together, just me and my mother. Right. Um, and my grandparents, Pulled up, I'm in this dream, and I know I'm dreaming, like kind of like a, a lucid dream. dream. I know in the dream I'm dreaming. Yeah. And um, so we're kind of like standing out in the yard. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. This is just the impression, the feeling I'm getting while we're in the dream. And all of a sudden this car whips in the driveway, right? And I look in the car, and I, I, thought, I think to myself, that's grandmama and granddaddy. My grandparents raised me again. So, and my grandmother was driving. She turned around and decided to back in the driveway. So, but the thing that caught my eye was, I'm like, what are they doing in this big Cadillac? It was like a Cadillac, like a a big Cadillac. And so, um, when they got out and they was telling us, you know, it was just, and me and my mom were in the yard with me and my mother. You know, hey, we got this, you know, decided to get this car. And when I looked at the car again, it all, it morphed into a hearse and it did it twice it's like i look back again like am i seeing things and it morphed again into a hearse like a funeral hearse and yeah. so mm-hmm. i remember saying to my granddad not to offend my grandmother i was like why would y'all buy this you should have just bought a new toyota camry that's what i'm saying to my granddad he's like oh where your mama you know again um she ra- they raised me, so he's like, well, that's what your mom wanted. And so it was just the craziest thing, okay? And I'm like, wow, that was really crazy. What was that about? <laughs> then I woke up, and I came out of the dream again knowing I dreamed. I actually wrote it down. Um, so just any impressions, if anything, maybe well, I, nothing. But what was that about? It was just a question. What's your mother's birthday? It is um, January the 9th. 1950. 1950. And does she have any health problems? Um, nothing surface-wise besides she's had two hip surgeries the last two years. But other than that, that's, that's it that I know of, that she's I'm had aware two, of. That's, two hip surgeries, though. So she's had two hip surgeries, but she's come out of those okay? Yeah. Fine. Okay. Interesting, because she's a 25-7, that's your day, and then your next number and your birthday. Well, Neil? Well, uh, Sophia, the dream uh, that you had, uh, them backing up in the Cadillac, going back, going backwards into the driveway, and then the car turns into a hearse, and your grandmother's driving. Yep. Yep. 
the car going backwards was revealing that they came down to visit you to revisit the past. And what they're saying is we died, but we're together. And we came down to say hello to you. Okay. That's all that meant. It wasn't, there okay. wasn't anything. No one's really, picking up the hearse. No one's, they're not here to pick anyone up for the, you know, no, like no. to bring them back to the dad. <laughs> yeah. No, the hearse represents, the hearse represents, in this case, they didn't come down to get you or your, your mom. Mother. The hearse represents um, their death. But it, it was like saying, it was like she was, for some reason, whether you were thinking about them or not, she was saying, look, even though we've died and crossed over, we are together. We're together. And and we want you to know that. Now, they, they sometimes souls will go over their lives while they're on the planet. And something might have picked up where in, in, if you will, in discussion with guides and spirits, they said, let's Let's go down and and visit Sophia. Now you didn't remember the whole content of the dream. You your soul turned on the blinders after they backed into the uh, into the driveway because they probably spoke to you in in tones that were not meant for you to um, remember, but to tuck away into your mind. So. Uh, I want to ask you something really quick in regard to your grandparents. Was there ever a dog or a puppy in the household? Yes. So they're, they're, your grandparents seem to be present right now, and they are very happy that we're talking about them and that we made this yep. significant connection. And what they did was to kind of put a period to it or a, a connection to it. They said, she'll know it's us. Ask about the dog in the household. And yeah. so I said, okay, that's as far as they told me. Was there anything significant about this dog? No, but that definitely makes sense. Um, there's, there's been several things going on um, surrounding, unfortunately, um, death and sickness and um it's not uncommon for them to visit me either um so yeah whether it's dream or other ways but yeah definitely well, whose death whose death are you talking about um i lost a very close friend two weeks ago um almost like a sister to me um oh, and right. i received a warning prior to that um and um uh, and actually they came several times uh a lot during the week, like all family members, even aunts I never dreamed of visited. So um, I think that was an inclination. And also one of my uncles, which, of course, I was raised with them as well, he came, um, and I know what his visit was about. His visit was not about death. It actually was helping my daughter with a uh, car situation. Um, And that's it. And there's something else. I don't want to tie up the line because I know you got probably got other readers. I mean, other people waiting, but I would like to wait. If there's time toward the end of the show, 
No, we don't at the moment. So you, would you, is there something okay. else you want to ask now? There's another thing. The, the, the original reason I was calling before I had this dream last night was um, there is a, uh, a ex that I ex? dated that I'm aware of now who is, who is ill, okay? Um, he didn't give me this information. Somebody else passed this information along. However, he has uh, asked that I call him, and I haven't. I decided not to, even after learning of his sickness. I don't know how serious or, or whatever the, the sickness is, um, but I did see him at my friend's funeral, the friend I told you uh, that I lost. Um, I saw him. Um, I talked to him uh, a little but I was wondering, is this is this something that I'm supposed to do? Um, am I supposed to keep this contact, or is this just, or am I good just by disconnecting again? Well, what, I mean, what's the reason? I mean, it would, it depends. I mean, if you're, if my inclination is not to reconnect with someone just because they're sick. That's, and if he's trying to pull you in to some relationship by because he wants your pity, that's not a healthy situation. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's what it is or not. I'm not saying that. Uh, actually, he did not tell me. He doesn't even know I know. He doesn't know um, you know. Mm-mm. He has no idea I know um, about his sickness. But prior to me learning of the sickness, same thing. I was having these uh, dreams about him. Um, and I never said anything to anybody until my brother called me and told me. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, and I told my brother, I said, no wonder I've been dreaming a lot about him. Um, so, okay. Well, I'm good I mean, then. If I so mean, there's... I, she, what, you, what do you want to know, Neil? It sounds like you're going to look into You can give the date of birth, sure. It is 12, 1769. Uh-huh. 1769. 8, 9, 10, 11. And 21, he is an 11. 21 and um, 21 plus <laughs> 27. See, I was doing my shortcut. <laughs> I'm not good. You missed details when you shortcuts. 27. What, he's a 36, 9. 35, 8. What did I do wrong? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. <laughs> 21. No, he's a 36-9. Yeah, he's a 36-9. Okay. Um, 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 so um, what, what, tell me. 6, seven, eight, 8, 9, which is interesting because your your 1125 is a 9. That's so his master 72. number. And so is your 72, yes. But, I mean, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So he's 11, which is your, which is your month. I'm paging back and forth because I have what, his... What, what? He, did what he he she found out he got sick and what I mean the sick I mean did he get a, the flu or does he have cancer I mean there's a there's yeah, a, it's a big C. range it's the big C. it's the big C. it's the cancer it's cancer okay so it's cancer you don't know do you know what kind of cancer it is uh prostate prostate that's what I was gonna say ah, I wish I would have said it prostate cancer. That's what I was going to say. Well, the thing about prostate cancer is, you know, you can have aggressive prostate cancer, but they're also slow 
forms of prostate cancer that don't advance as quickly. So I've known people that have lived for quite a while with prostate cancer. Um, in any case, so it's a serious illness. And the relationship that you had with him, did it break up due to any infidelity or him cheating? I mean, or him talking to other women? Was there any any of that going on in the relationship? Yes. Okay. So I personally would not reach out to him. The relationship is over. She's saying, should I reach out to him? And her brother, her brother told her he was sick. Okay. So they saw yeah, each other. With my brother, yeah. I had not talked to him in like two years until, you know, um, and I hadn't seen him in two years until the funeral. Um, yeah, that would be my recommendation is, I mean, what's the point of reconnecting? Yeah, I wouldn't do it, but you may yeah, think. I didn't know if that was something, something I needed to do or whatever um, or say or um if you guys aren't picking up anything pressing, I'm good. Well, on what terms did you guys break up? How did it, how did the breakup go? It wasn't. I just I ended things and just walked away cordially. Yeah, it wasn't anything belligerent, you know, no screaming. I just uh, do what I do and walked away. Well. You know, if you walked away, that means you walked away. It doesn't mean that you turned back. Right. Um, unless on a personal level you have some compelling reason to speak to him, um, there's no, you know, don't let guilt handle the job. If you have some compelling reason to speak to him, uh, then that, you know, that's a matter of choice. No, nothing bad is going to happen if you reconnect with them, um, except that you're, you know, trying to light a match that went out. Not that there would be romance or anything, but, you know, you walked away. And so for obviously away, good you, reason. You, you, you know, on? that's life. People die. People lose their okay. jobs. So it, it's I don't I think the only compelling reason for you to call him or connect with him would be a matter of your own personal choice that you felt compelled to do it and you gave him the parameters upon which you were connecting reconnecting that it wasn't anything yeah. just to wish him well but you can do that you can wish him well in the privacy of your own home Exactly. Exactly. I said that. Um, prior to me finding out about the illness, I mean, right before, um, he he sent a message for me to, to for me to call him, and I chose not to. And again, it was not from any place of resentment or anything like that. Just you know, I just want to possibly start any fires or give anybody. And then when I found out he was sick. I was like, oh, wow, is that what he wanted to tell me, the reason he wanted me to call? And Neil, both of you guys hit it on the hit it on the head, as you always do with me, on the nail on the head. I, 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 I mean, I'm always honest, but I, I, I think I start feeling a little guilty, like, uh, and then we had a great talk when I seen him at the funeral. Um, I talked to him over the phone that night. Um, so you did reconnect with him. 
You did reconnect yeah, with him. Yeah, we talked on the phone that night. Yeah, he he um and um because I wasn't able to talk to him like he wanted to talk at the funeral, obviously. Um, and we just caught up a little bit. After I hung up, I was good, but I could tell, you know, he was interested in maybe more, you know, kind of reconnecting. I won't say romantic wise, but definitely some some form of reconnection. Um, and so I was like, well, am I supposed to do this because I know he's sick? But he never mentioned to me about his sickness. And, of course, I would never bring it up to him. Well, you know, it, I don't know why I show it. I'm showing you, your page. It, it's a difficult situation to some extent because you're trying, if you put yourself, has a death warrant, if he's going to die and he's trying to make amends with the people on the planet, um, that might be one reason to connect. And the other reason would be that you set up parameters. Hey, my brother told me you were sick. You could say, come on, just say, my brother told me you were sick. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I don't want a relationship. I don't want anything like that with you. But I wanted to just wish you well. And and and, and I'm putting out prayers for you. Uh, but, I, again, I, I'm, you know, really conveying that I have parameters here. I don't want you to get the wrong impression, but I do care about uh-huh. you. And, uh, and you know, and he goes, yeah, I've got cancer, da-da-da. And, you know, you, you, you set the timer, you talk five minutes, and you go, well, you take care of yourself. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my prayers are with you, and God I'm bless. And, and then that's it. My prayers are you know, with you. Um, I mean, that's a not a requirement. Times. That's an option. Yeah. Or you could just say nothing. I mean, you're not responsible for this man. I, I, I mean, and, personally, oh, I would say, you know, my personal opinion is why reconnect? I mean, you already did reconnect at the funeral. You had a conversation. I think he's reaching out again. I, I think he's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust I mean, you don't, it. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't trust it. That's my opinion. So, I yeah, just you think don't that, um, have to get swept back into something and you don't have to yeah, let go. There's no reason for you to fit. Correct. I don't. Um, I don't know which one of you guys just said that. Uh, said. Um, I think. I think that's what I heard. But um, I do intuitively kind of feel like he's he'll reach out again. So you know, mm-hmm. as if it it becoming continual. So I like Neil's thing was stating, you know, and if that happens again, if it happens, um, I need to set. I need to set a parameter. Yeah, just and say, you know, I had family members telling me, well, you couldn't have, you know, did you really love him when you were with him? So because I made the decision not to call when I found out, and I told them exactly what you guys just said, there are things I can do for him without having to reconnect with him, whether it's prayer or sending out healing energy. I can do all of that without reconnecting, right. and it doesn't mean I never loved him. It doesn't mean I don't wish him well. Um, yeah, they were really, you know, doing a little pity party on me. Um, and I stood my ground. I said, look, I don't need you to understand the decision I've made. And this was before my my, uh, my best friend died. But, um, yeah, they. and so I'll be honest. I mean, I was like, golly, what is this about? Let me ask Neil and Kirsten you know, what, what they, the, uh, they're getting energetically and psychically. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to uh, let somebody bully me into reconnecting. The only, the only added comment 
about the hearse. Um, you know, obviously there, there might be some things of death in there. The only problem is, you know, your parent, your grandparents wouldn't come back to tell you there's death going on. You already know that. Did and you, they wouldn't come back. And your now, I'll tell you would, one thing they do do. They do come back and alert me to, uh, they don't say it, but every time prior to when there's a, a sickness or a heavy illness. Now, owls, the bird owls are my alertness for death. I mean, literally, I would hear one. Uh, it'll sound like it's on the edge at my bedroom window. It's just as loud. I mean, even over the TV. And that happened two days before I lost my best friend. Um, so I knew it was coming. I just didn't know who. Well, um, did, But my grandparents do come alert to when there's uh, a ter- terrible sickness in someone. So question, when, were, you, were you expecting your friend to die? I mean, was she sick for no, a long time? No, not. Okay, nope. when did I was when, expecting someone, I had no idea it was going to be her. When did your grandparents, did you have the dream before your friend died or after? No, th- th- I had the dream about my grandparents last night. Oh, you had it last night, so it was after yeah, the death of I your heard, But I heard an owl hoot prior to my my best friend dying. That was, like I said, two weeks ago. But, you know, there can be some with the hearse and the fact that you did lose your friend and you've got this guy who's sick. That's an ex. I mean, I asked about your mother. I asked about your mother's health just because, you know, to check that, to check that box off, that there's everything's okay with your mother's health and that it wasn't a sign of, you know, pending uh, death and it was more of a visitation like Neil explained. But um, again, with the ex in poor health, I just don't think getting drawn back into a relationship that wasn't healthy to begin with is is going to be the best decision for you. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever yeah. you want. But even, let me ask this. Even, even if it's a friendship, how do you feel about that? Well, if you Not want to have a friendship with him, fine but if he's going to push into a if he's if he's the kind of guy who's going to try to push it into a romance yeah we'll break yeah, that's it off the inclination so that's why i said you know i'm good so you think that he would be the kind of person who would like start off as friends and then slowly move into a different you know try to change the tone is that what you uh, think i do i do. okay so I mean, what's the and point? I then you wrong. Can... Hey, I may be wrong, but that's just the impression I get. Um, yeah. The current impression that I get, yeah. Yeah. So, well, well what did your grandfather it. say? Uh, where, where's your grandmother? What was the comment he made? He was, no, the comment he was speaking to me about, I was asking him without, I didn't, you know, for some reason, I didn't want my grandmother to hear me asking him. Um, why did y'all buy this car? You could have brought, bought a Toyota Camry, something like that. Why this car? And he was like, well, that's what your mom wanted to buy. That's what I was telling you. Well, you see, the, the, this pure symbolism, because they had a Cadillac, and then it morphed into a hearse. So, and, they, and they backed up. Yeah, it was like one of those Cadillac hearse. It was a Cadillac yeah. hearse. 
I know. It was a Cadillac and then it morphed into a hearse. So, and then they yeah, backed. I thought about that as a sedan, the four-door Cadillac. And then I was like, what? Yeah. But, but then they backed into the That's the like driveway. going backwards they backed in into the Yeah, first he, pulled, so, first he pulled in, and then she pulled out and turned around and backed in the driveway. Yeah. So what that indicates is that the Cadillac itself demonstrates that that in heaven they're like in a Cadillac, but when they come back to to reentry into the earth, they 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 have to go back to the point at which they died. They have to go. And, and I'll, I'll, well, let me say this about the Cadillac. And without, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I feel like I need to say this. And it was the exact. My grandfather used to run a funeral home, um, okay. so that's why I'm familiar with the Cadillac sedans and then the Cadillac hearse. And it was one of those Cadillacs, like you know, uh, yeah. that was used at the funeral home, whether it was the sedan or the hearse. Um, yeah. But yeah. showed I mean, and that's, I have no fear. I mean, even if it is a a, a warning or a whatever, I, I I still have no fear. Brother, regardless, you know, if it's me, my mom, or whoever, um, I don't, I don't fear. I don't have no fear of that. But I just wanted to get your uh, psychic impressions of of that. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully the conversation helped you to get some clarity. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Especially the original reason I wanted to call. Um, okay. I'm I'm good now. So yeah, you guys sound like you were actually on the phone with me talking to family members and and friends about why I don't want to. You know, I can have empathy and do everything I need to do without establishing uh, new connections. You guys were on. Exactly. And, and it helped my guilt go away. And literally sitting here in the car, that little bit of guilt I was feeling is is gone. Good. That's good news. Well, keep in touch, Thank Sophia. You. Keep in touch. I will. Hey, yeah, because I'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks, and you know why. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Personal. I mean, privately. We'll talk. Yeah. Um, as, well, we'll look, as we'll look forward to it. Okay. We'll look forward to it. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, my grandparents owned a Cadillac. Pink. It was like a mauve-colored Cadillac. I think my grandparents had an impella. Uh, the uh, it, I mean, it, it, Mustangs too. Yeah, like cars. Maybe some my people think it's cars. kind of amazing that souls will come back and talk to us, or visit us. Sometimes a dream is nothing more than a dream, even if you dream about people who have crossed over. Uh, but it's very common for souls to re-entry into the earth plane or the astral plane and connect to people in sometimes with reason and sometimes with nothing more than just love or, or uh, a greeting so it um it 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 signifies in essence that when we're alive we're just one hop over the fence to the other side, even as we live. The other side, from the day you're born, that fence has been put up 
and the other side is in your environment. Because every day we live brings us closer to that fence. Some of us jump over sooner than later. But people who have crossed over want to remind us humans that are alive still in body that it's nothing more than a hop over the fence. And that world is there. And it's always beside you. It's always there. Death surrounds us even as we breathe. It's not threatening. It's not impending. But it's there. It's inevitable. That's the word. It's inevitable. And and so what we do while we're alive is we, we should tend the garden on the other side. Meaning you don't want to cross over and find yourself in a field with weeds and tangled roots because you have too much karma. You want to make sure that you've protected the other side of your existence by leading a good life, an honest life, a life that helps others, humans, creatures, the environment. You know, I've been thinking about that in relation to what's happening in the Middle East and all these people, you know, of course, living their lives and then suddenly death is upon them. Children, adults, and they're being taken at a very critical time in our history, the history of the planet, because in our opinion, this is the beginning of Armageddon. Yeah. We walk, our- you know, what I think, but I'm thinking, what, what is, what, what, where are these souls going? Where are these souls going? Where, what, where is their journey taking them that they lost their lives, you know, being innocent citizens, um, and, you know, at this particular time, because Armageddon is starting and they're going, they're going. And, you know, the 144,000, I mean, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of introspection during this time because of what's going on in the planet. Are those people transcending or are they coming back? I mean, it's, 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 you know, obviously very individual, but my heart goes out to these victims and the fact that they may have to come back and face the planet again is, is very sad. Well, you know, we, we, we're, a, we're a strange contradiction. Our bodies are a strange contradiction. We're very durable, obviously. We're survivals. We survivors. We are, we're, we're very rustic and strong-willed, and we endure. And yet, where does the contradiction occur? That death can be in a split second. That no matter how far we've come in life, no matter what we've gone through, whether short distance or long distance, death could happen in a second. It could happen crossing an intersection, just walking. As, as opposed to being invaded by uh, terrorists. So we of have course, to... But the way, of course, but there's a difference between walking out and getting hit by a car and or dying of cancer. No, that's not my point. My I know point what you're... Is, okay. My point is that life is very fragile. Yes, I got that. We, we, really, we really have to be aware that in life, we must exert caution. 
we must be very cautious. Now, what I mean by cautious is that because we can be taken at any given time under any circumstances, it's better to be prepared to enter the other side than to be unprepared. And to be prepared is to be of high-minded energy. You're aware of God, you're aware of spirit, you're leading a good life, you're helping others, you're doing everything you can so that your walk on the planet will be complete, even if it's taken prematurely. That you're, even if you're in the midst of a task, or in the midst of a life, that that life was a complete one. So we tend to think of physicality uh, to um, say that that it is nothing more than just an existence. And we tend to think of physicality as that we're here to, you know, have a good time, have, have a good time and all that. But if we're really prepared, even if you're even if you're young, if you're prepared in the midst of energy, uh, little boys and girls who die at five or six, and the comment at their gravesite is, you know, they were full of life, they were always laughing, or on the other hand, they had a tragic life, they were terribly abused. And they died at the hands of their abusers. Whether it's a light or a dark shade that closes our life, one thing that we must be aware of is that there is another side to existence. And that side accepts the soul and the spirit unconditionally. Now, where you go from there is another journey. But... There, it's obvious. Once you cross over, you're going to be accepted unconditionally on some level. On some level. But, you know, the, the other question where we talked about the children. Uh, I was watching, um, I don't know what news channel, but it was talking about the kibitzes that are on the border of Gaza and how they built them and they're very safe for the kids. The kids get to, like, ride their bikes um, and they gather together without really a lot of adult supervision because it's this enclave for them. And of course, you know, they ended up getting bombed and many children dying. And then you think about, you know, these, so these are children that aren't probably abused. I mean, who knows what is actually going on in the kibbutz and what, you know, each individual family dynamic is like, but on the whole, you can say probably these children led pretty good lives that died and they were taken off the planet. So did they come to serve for five years or six years of uh, the rest of the sentence they had for life? And now they're done with the planet? Or are their souls returning? I mean, you know, I, again, it's individual. But, it just, you know, it's just disturbing. It's well, the, disturbing. The, you know, the life of the body holds no promise. There's no promises in terms of our body existence. That's why it's wise to be aware of the existence of our souls. Now, you can't necessarily teach that to, to children. To children, exactly. You can't. I mean, you can so on some level. We uh, are perhaps but, victims of, of that strange word karma or, or fate. Or some people might say it's just 
an accident or life. That's the way it goes, or it's tragic. All kinds of words surround death or the impending results of death. But when we, when we mature, when we shed that child innocence and we become more wise to the world, uh, then we start to reinterpret what existence is. And it's more than just waking up and hoping you have a good day or expecting something that, you know, makes you excited or something. It's being aware that you walk through this curtain because you become intelligent and you start to analyze the theory of existence. Now, some people are very simplistic. I don't worry about it. When I die, I'll die. I'll be dust. I'll be nothing, you know. I won't be aware of it. So I'm not worried about it. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in heaven. I just think you were here. We're born, we live a life, we die, poof, that's it. And I don't need to worry about being on the other side because I don't believe in it and I don't think there's going to be any consciousness about it. So those people, maybe they have a more simplistic way of looking at it. And maybe they're right. If that maybe is they're the right. Case. But, I love the inflection. You know, if, 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 if we really analyze our own personal beliefs, we have to take into account that perhaps there is another side. Perhaps there is another side. Uh, our our friendly chat chatter healer medium said she was she was a terrible abusive airman. Huh? <laughs> I don't know why this sounds funny to me. <laughs> she says I was a terrible abusive airman living in a cave in a previous life, and I said to her, I said I was all for Hardy. <laughs> it's actually. Kind of true, but anyway, um, uh, okay. She says she was also a witch in Celtic land, witch Celtic land, witch. Okay, I think 630 wants to talk to us. Yes, no, hi, hi, Dion. You don't have your hand raised. Yeah, raise your hand. I don't know if you have other callers. I just no, just raise your hand so you know. Yeah, I mean, because I, I brought you on anyway, but it, if you don't want it, if you're just listening, don't raise your hand. But if you want a reading, like, just let us know by pressing 1. Okay, 12573. Okay, Dion. So we got your note that Cupid's doing better now that he's off the kibble and eating egg every other day. Great. Oh, yeah, he is doing a lot better with that egg. And um, yesterday, or was it Monday? Monday, the guy from the storage department, the storage unit called, and I went through the motions of figuring out the most economical way to go down and get it. And um, So I had my hearing today for my Medicaid, which I think went really well. Um, Everything's in motion. It's just, uh, you You know, like stability or whatever. I don't have the finances yet to um, go down and get the storage, but I'm confident that it's going to work out for me because those are my things. And so, um, but what was important about all of that is at least I found the most economical way to get it done. 
Yeah, so you have a plan, and once you have money in hand, then you'll be able to do it. Now, the disability hearing got moved up, so that's good. Not a, It's not in January, as you originally said, but it's in November, right? Yes. Um, so, and then you'd be due back disability from the time that you applied, right? Well, they'll only do it from like, yeah, from the time that I applied. I not there's some rule where they only give you so much back. They only give you so much back, whatever. But it will be stability for me that I won't have to worry about providing for myself to like go buy toilet paper or to go get soap, and because I'm still in that like uncomfortable stage where it's like I'm wearing my summer clothes, but it's winter, and like I just. I'm not completely settled in yet because, like, I I am missing some things or whatever. Or it appears that way. I guess we're never missing anything. I don't know. Well, you know, your your life, um, Dion, is sort of on the wings of a prayer. You you're there's a passage that says, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. It, it, it God takes care of the sparrows and the birds and feeds them. He'll take care of you. So some of us live on the on the wings of faith or the wings of spontaneity. And we sort of wing it. And then we find in that journey that there's blessings put upon us in spite of our trials and tribulations. So obviously, you know, you've got a kind of you've got a sort of mixed bag because you have a 25 in your month and day and that's broken up and then it becomes solidified in the seven of your uh, year and the, and the 12 in your month becomes solid in the three of your year. So obviously you are, are walking through the parallel universes of a past life energy whereby you brought karma back with you at, compared to the the sort of higher attitude of what faith and winging and and just letting the universe supply for you, because we cannot deny whether we agree with you or not or compare ourselves to you or not, we can't deny that you've had some blessings, miraculous blessings mixed up into your journey, yeah. things that were just given to you for sure, and it would be a fool's uh, attitude to say, well, that was accident. No, obviously there's something in your path of existence that secures some sense of survival and some sense of support. Right. As miserable as you were during those months that you were on the road, I mean, there are many things we can say about, I mean, you got gas vouchers, you got free veterinary care and boarding for your dog. You met somebody. You got that for me. You, Kristen, you got that for me and Cupid. You well, did that for us. Thank you. I mean, you know, we have to in, we have to thank the spirits that are involved because it's you know it's not me. It's you know it's higher energies that I'm that are working through me in order to help you and Neil and everything. So it's all a big you know, a big uh, 
conglomeration of energies trying to help Dion get those things. And so it was pretty amazing that you did. And it really was amazing that you got the apartment after all, all that drama surrounding it. Because, you know, that I, God, I don't remember that lady's name, but there was a point that I thought, she's not going to get the apartment. And it was pretty miraculous that they did approve you. She, I met her today. She was here. Oh, yeah. She's been here every single day because of what happened. And um, anyway, they thought one of the residents, <laughs> they thought, well, this isn't funny, but they thought one of the residents died. And so they went to go get her to open up the thing. Anyway, that was the first chance I had to actually visually meet with her or whatever. And it was fine. And I'm glad that she didn't get into trouble. But she's been here uh, more frequently getting other people the ability to move in here. So even though I did have a tough time getting in, it did prompt the now – now we have a new property manager. Now somebody's got oh. a new job over here. So there's what the wheels are spinning more rapidly now because of the delays that happened with you. So you were able, I mean, on your level, your, your case is helping others get into housing more quickly. That's really good. Yes. So, um, anyway, I don't know. I interrupted you, Neil. No, sorry. But, you know, I mean, Alexander Dumas said it, all for one and one for all. There is a team effort in how we work. So, you know, Kristen being connected to spirits and guides and devoting her life to helping people, she, she, maybe there's a process through which you say she did it, but maybe she has an end with spirits and guides so that the request becomes... It's like, you know, you go to top management and you go, look, nothing's getting done. Can you talk to the owner of the company? And they go, yeah. And their voice is going to be stronger than somebody who works, you know, in in the stock room. So when you have the valuable thing for you, Dion, and not that you don't already know this, but um, to thank the universe. Be aware of the universe. Keep giving back. Don't forget right. what your premises down here on the earth. It's one is to be self-sufficient and satisfied and happy, and the other is to remind yourself constantly that there's always people who aren't as fortunate and that whatever you can do to help them on any level is always useful and necessary. Okay. Thank you. Is there anything is there anything floating around you regarding donuts? My neighbor was going to get donuts this morning at the grocery store. She made a she never got them, but she said she was going to. Well, all I can say is Canada, Canada, Canada. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, but but that's We're a having good, a laugh. Okay. But that's a good signal. So, um, you know, and who's your friend? My next door neighbor, Kathy. Oh. Your next door neighbor, Kathy. This is the other thing because. Oh. Were... Go ahead. I have a pair of donut pants in storage. Donut pants. Well. 
I don't know what those are. But. You know, there are spirits everywhere, even in Canada, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that's a good sign. So, that's a good sign. You know, and, and you know, uh, what was her name again, the girl? Kathy. Kathy. Yeah, that, there was a comic strip called Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. This is the other thing. Over the weekend, we messaged each other and you said that you were worried about taking Cupid on this trip, but the decision was made. And I said, take Cupid. It's the best decision. I mean, you, you don't have a lot of options. It's going to be stressful for him to go on this trip to Florida. It's going to be stressful for him to stay with a neighbor because he's going to be separated from you and he'd be stressful for him to be boarded in a medical facility, which you can't afford anyway. And I would not board him. Like I said, unless, it is in like a veterinary facility. So he has access to medical care, all kinds of, I mean, I would never board an animal. Like didn't you recently, didn't a bird, uh, an animal uh, a boarding place burn down? Yeah. I, I just wouldn't trust it. So, you know, we're stuck with animals and that's our deal. Um, and I think that even though the trip's going to be stressful for Cupid, putting him in responsibility someone other than yourself giving responsibility to someone else to take care of Cupid is not a good idea because accidents can happen. Who knows? Your neighbor may be well-intentioned. Do you have air conditioning in your car? Do I have what? Air conditioning. Yeah, she has air conditioning. Well, we're going to rent a truck. Truck, right. And you'll have air conditioning. I got to buy Miss Pac-Man machine out of there, out of storage. And your dad gave that to you, so it's sentimental value. You don't want to sell it. I mean, and Fergie's right? in there. Your yep. ashes of your dog. So, yeah, it's just you know maybe after your disability hearing, I really, really you know we'll focus on that and that getting approved so you can get some money in your pocket, get you out of debt, and get your thing so you're all, you know, you're situated in North Carolina, you're happy there, and you have um, you have all your loose ends tied up. That's a, that's the next focus. What does Canada have to do with anything at all? I don't know. I mean, have you ever been to Canada? No. Somebody must, somebody, there must be voices in Canada that are coming through. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you should look for any signs about Canada, even even if they're somewhat uh, vague. You know, Canada is a a beautiful state. State. Uh, <laughs> you know. Somebody somebody wrote me a beautiful review or whatever from Canada on my errand book. Well, oh, they, see, see, maybe that's it. Ha uh-huh. ha. Maybe uh-huh. that's it. But. Um, you know, we won't, uh, that could be it. It could be, see, there's signs, every time you say a word, and I'm talking about the state of Canada, quote, state, not, uh, obviously. Oh, it's, it's a city. I understand that. The city so, of Canada. Uh, but, you know, we talk about the state of a, of a country, like, you know, California, the gold rush, Florida, the state of oranges. You know, the, the, the idea of state is important because here we're talking about now your friend sent you a, a message and she lives in Canada. 
No, it was a book review on um, somebody did a book review on the book I wrote about Aaron from Canada. Hmm. Oh, oh. So you see, you have critics, quote critics of all varieties in Canada. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, laughter is good. So, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that share that pause of satisfaction. But you see, there's a review from Canada. So those reviews are probably rolling in. Maybe they're omens, Dion. Maybe. You know? And, you know, I live on your trip. uh, You know, have Cupid. I think Cupid will be beside you is more important than anything. So Cupid, you know, put a little bed in there and just make him comfortable, pat his head. And I said, you know, explain to him that you're going on a trip. It's not going to be permanent. You know, the stress of that long time was, was, you know, I remember you telling me that you were walking away from Martha's house to get in your car and he ran towards Martha's apartment. And I was like, oh, that poor dog. So, I, I mean, has he been... How has he been in the car lately? We've got to close the show, but how has he been in the car lately? Um, he doesn't like being in the car, but I have right. been telling him since you've told me that the last couple of days. I said, Cupid, I said, we're going down to get the storage. I said, we're going down to get Fergie. It's going to be quick. I don't want you, you know, I just want you to know it's going to be comfortable and everything, just preparing him. And I told him, I'm like, it's just going to happen out of nowhere. I, I kind of picked up that was going to happen. It was going to be, because um, Neil just said that earlier, it was going to be spontaneous, I believe you were saying. And so I just, you know, told him, it's going to just happen. So I'm preparing you right now. I got his dog food set aside. Um, I'll make sure I, I give get his pillow and his blanket and everything. And I just keep telling him, it'll be fast. We're just going to run down there, grab the stuff. I called the guy. He's going to help me load it, and we're going to come right back. So I keep reassuring him. That was a very good suggestion, Kristen. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, yeah, and then these last 10 seconds, I want to say, Kristen, 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 what are you full of? Crap. Shit. <laughs> okay. Thank you, we're back Neil. On the air. Thank you, Neil. Um, we're back welcome. on the air on, uh, what is it? Friday. Friday. Oh, Friday. Um, thanks, callers and listeners. Please like our pages and uh, follow us. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you on Friday. Bye-bye.